Clay County Bulldog football head coach Bruce Lamb. Uh, coach Lamb, we got to talk with you on Saturday, but w- what's been the emphasis uh, for your team, and, and how has the team been kind of early on this week? Uh, we had a great practice, you know, uh, yesterday, and the kids are coming out, and they're you know they're very excited, uh, happy to be there, you know, and, and when things are going good, you know, it's always a good thing, and you get a lot of positivity going on. Yeah, you guys have obviously kind of turned a corner here. Uh, we talked about it early in the year. You were young. You had some inexperienced. Some guys have really started to kind of carve out their roles, figure out what it is they need to do to make this team better, to help this team win. How do you kind of continue that attitude? How do you continue to find uh, ways to motivate the guys as things, obviously, as you just mentioned, uh, have been going pretty well over the last couple of weeks? Well, you know, we keep talking about, you know, we want to be exactly where we were last year. You know, we want to play 15 games. And, you know, that's something the kids look for, you know, look at and, uh, and get motivates them to get to that same point. And, uh, you know, they come out and work every day and they work hard. And and it's been, it's been a pleasure and a blessing for me to go out there and, and our coaching staff go out there and have kids doing what they're doing. A hop across the state line this week. Uh, you're going to Kentucky. Is there anything different when you go on the road and go across uh, the state line to Kentucky, or is it really for you guys just like any other road trip would be? Well, they're actually coming to us. But, oh, well, there you yeah, go. It is different. Yes. Yeah, they actually come to us. But it is actually, uh, you know, um, it's a little different. Uh, Kentucky is, is, is just a little bit different the way the, than what Tennessee is, but Besides that, you know, it's the same thing as it always. It's kids playing against kids and, uh, you know, uh, just giving everything they can for their school. And being a close rival like this one is with, you know, uh, Tompkinsville right next to Clay County, it's uh, it's going to be a, a different, a very uh, special one, I guess you would say, you know, uh, because it's so close and, and all the kids know each other. How much do you kind of enjoy, and how much maybe do you think your fans enjoy that bit of a border battle, a little bit of state supremacy uh, going on? And, and as you mentioned, obviously the kids know each other, so they get a little bit of bragging rights as well. Absolutely. It's always a good thing to have a little rivalry like that going on. And some kids, uh, uh, you know, they get to brag about how good, how good they were or how bad they were or, you know, whatever. So it's always good to have that. What have you seen on film? I mean, a lot of people, they know, you know, when you guys play York, they're familiar with the Dragons, Monterey, familiar with the Wildcats. Not a lot of people outside of Salina and the greater Clay County area maybe all that familiar. What do you? What have you seen on film? What can we expect uh, come Friday night? Well, uh, they're very athletic. Uh, they got some uh, great skill kids. Uh, you know, uh, they got a number four plays running back and receiver. They try to get him the ball and he can fly. I mean, he's a super athletic and uh, got a wide receiver, number eight, who's about six foot three. He runs really well. And a uh, quarterback who can get him the ball, and he runs really well also. So, you know, they're very athletic on the outside and and, uh, and, and their skill positions. And uh, offensively and defensively, their lines are, are pretty good and they get after you. So, you know, it's not going to be a, a contest where we just line up and win a ball game. We're going to have to play hard and, and play do what we've been doing the last few weeks. You guys have faced some some really talented teams and some very very accomplished athletes so far this season. My question to you is: 
how do you coach the team up when you do play those levels of athletes? Because we can scheme up a defense perfectly, but when you have those kinds of athletes, things can very quickly get off schedule and turn into uh, big plays or big moments. How do you coach a defense throughout the week to limit those? Well, you know, Coach Dickerson does a great job with our defense. He, uh, you know, he always schemes it up really, really good for us, and does a great job of putting people in the places where they're supposed to be. Um, but you, you know, big thing is, you know, they're going to make plays because they're athletes. And uh, what we want to do is, we want to limit those big plays as much as we can, and not have that snowball effect of where it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, you know, we try to limit those things as much as we can. Clay County Bulldog head football coach Bruce Lamb. Coach, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to join me here, as always. And uh, coming up on Friday, looking to a, uh, looking forward to a great border battle. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Livingston Academy head coach uh, Matt Hauser. Coach, back-to-back wins for the first time since 2020. Just what's the feeling around the team and the program here early on in the week? I think it's Business as usual for our guys. We have uh, we know York coming in here is a really really good football team, and and um, yeah, we regardless of what happens the Friday before by Monday, it's time to move on and turn the page. And so they, there's some excited guys uh, to get two in a row, but at the same time they're ready to go to work and try to um, get after York this week, who's going to be a tall task for sure. Yeah, obviously York, a bit of a, a smaller team just in terms of pure number maybe, but talent and maturity in spades. What do you have to do to make it three straight this week, three wins in a row? Well, they're very explosive offensively. They play very, very physical on defense. So in order for us to come out with a win, we have to make sure that we're prepared to come out and play physical, um, that we minimize any kind of mistakes that we can make and that we're just – it's been kind of a theme all year, be consistent and uh, do the things that we need to do and offensively to move the ball and continue to keep the chains moving. And if we can do those things and give our defense a chance to rest a little bit, then uh, it gives ourselves an opportunity to go out and be competitive. And they're, you know, they're one of the top teams in state in their classification. Um, and they've got a lot of senior leadership. they got a lot of kids that, playing at a very high level, so it'll definitely be a a challenge for us, but uh, our kids are excited for the opportunity. What is the emphasis for you guys this week? What are you working on for yourselves uh, here early on in the week? Um, In terms of penalties and things like that, so it's still been an emphasis of play with play under control, don't do anything that's going to beat yourself. Um, and that's got to be a big thing. Against a team like York, you can't turn the ball over. You can't have crazy penalties. You've got to be sound in what you do. And um, You know, they're, they're a good enough football team that they can beat a lot of teams they play. You sure can't help them by beating yourself. So we'll work all week long on cleaning up some of the things that, that have hurt us in the last several games. Um, but, you know, if, if as long as we continue to play with great effort like we did uh, the last several weeks, you know, it gives our kids an opportunity. And, and they've played harder and harder as the year goes on, so I'm excited to see what Friday night has in store. 
in terms of what you can disclose or want to disclose, just kind of a health update. There were a couple guys we didn't see against Pickett County. I know Matt Dial also went down against Pickett County. Who who are you getting back? Who are we still without come this Friday night? You know, there's so many things that are just day-to-day. I know we had a couple guys out um, for precautionary reasons, and some of those guys will be back. But, you know, you just, it's early in the week. Um Football is a sport where anything can happen on any given day. And there's been times where we felt like we're going to be super healthy going into the week and on Wednesday or Thursday have something happen in practice. You just never really know. And that's been a key to our season so far is that a lot of guys have stepped up when their number's called and they've played incredibly hard and done a little thing. So, you know, hopefully we get – we're 100% healthy. But if not, you know, we have to have some younger kids that – they have a little bit less experience that need to jump up and do what they need to do to help the team out. So we're, you know, it's hard to say that, um, we, but we always do what's best for the kids in terms of safety. We'll talk it over with our trainer, Chad, and um, with all the other medical professionals that they come in contact with to make sure that we're putting them in the right spots. We don't want to get anybody out there and get injured um, because we rush them back. So those that are ready to play and clear will play, and those that are we're still trying to work on and see what their situations are, you know, we'll be, we'll err on the side of caution. Livingston Academy Wildcats head football coach, Matt and Hauser coach. Thanks for taking a few minutes this afternoon to talk to me and looking forward to a good game Friday night. I appreciate it. Thanks as always, Colin. Stone Memorial Panthers football coach, Derek Samber coach. You suffer your first loss on the year Going undefeated is nearly impossible for really any team on any schedule. How did you reset? How did you come back on Monday and kind of get back uh, to the expectations you've obviously laid out in previous weeks? Well, uh, it, it, it was a gut check. It was a reality check. It hopefully was a wake-up call for our kids calling. Um, Megs has a great football team, a really physical football team, and uh, – don't want to take anything, any credit away from them. But in a lot of ways, uh, we beat ourselves. And uh, Monday, uh, you know, Friday night, our, our players paid the price for beating themselves in the form of, of taking our first loss of the year. Uh, but we were here till about 6.30 last night doing uh, doing some physical things to pay for the price of the lack of discipline we had uh, in beating ourselves Friday night. Obviously, you've mentioned expectations. I know those – absolutely don't change this week or, or really ever, but what does have to change this week to uh, gut check yourselves and make sure that you don't turn one loss into two? Well, uh, absolutely. You know, I told them don't let Max County beat us twice. Uh, and we were certainly disappointed and discouraged. Uh, we didn't play up to the standard that we, we set for ourselves Friday night. And uh, I, I do love that losing hurts this team. When, when you've got a team that that winning and losing doesn't mean much to them when they don't much expect to win. And and uh, when a loss happens, they don't think twice about it. You're in for a long year. But uh, that hurt that hurt our kids Friday night, hurt our pride. Uh, we know that we're better than that. And, uh, you know, we got to practice and play better than that and prove that we are this week is really the goal. In practice, how do you kind of – how do you clean up some of those issues of – beating yourself right you can pay the price physically you know pay the pied piper and uh so on and so forth but what do you do in practice to clean up some of those uh you know shooting yourself in the foot sort of things 
yeah, that was certainly something, Colin, where I looked in the mirror and uh, looked at the film and, and saw the things that were hurting us on Friday nights and as coaches we met this weekend and, and listed out some accountability measures for practice. Um, at the end of the day, calling discipline's a choice, and our kids have to make better choices to play the technique and avoid penalties. Um, but we, I think, put some things uh, in place for practice this week uh, that will make those choices a little easier for our kids and have them making better decisions and discipline decisions on Friday nights. How has the team responded to those things here through the first you know, day or two of practice? You know, I, I think, I think, I hope, I see ownership calling our kids new uh, that, you know, as good as Meigs County was, we did a lot of things to ourselves. Um, as we were, as we were taking on our punishment uh, last night, I, I didn't hear backbiting. I didn't hear finger pointing. I think everybody knew that, that uh, they played a role uh, in us taking our first loss of the year. And, uh, you know, in terms of response, I think there's been ownership there. I certainly hope that's what I'm witnessing. We talk about it all the time. It's about this week. It's about this opponent. uh, And certainly it's about this team. But if you could take just a step back for a second and look at the the overallness kind of, of of all of it, what does make this team different? You talked about a moment ago a team that takes its own accountability, that winning uh, you know, winning doesn't take them too high, and and losing hurts them. What does that mean to you as their head coach? Well, you know, um, again, we got to prove it this week, Colin. And and I've told you uh, in the weeks leading up to this one that I think we've got a special group, and we've played a lot of close ball games. And you kind of asked me what the difference was, and I said uh, this group of seniors in particular has a winner's mindset, winner's mentality. Uh, but we didn't see that this past week and so uh this week's another chance to prove that that's who they are i still believe that's who they are but they're gonna have to come out and show everybody um they it's a tough opponent to do it against you welcome a very difficult DeKalb DeKalb county team into your building they have been playing some incredibly hot football themselves what do you guys have to do and what do they do so well that you have to counter and take advantage of well, uh, Coach Trapp and I at DeKalb always seem to play really close ball games. Uh, I didn't confirm this, but uh, in another interview this week, somebody told me our last three games between DeKalb and Stone have all been one-point games. So we know the margin for error is really, really thin. Uh, this is kind of tongue-in-cheek, calling, but I made the, the offer to Coach Trapp before last year's game that uh, we could just go straight to overtime and, and do uh, point-after attempts two-point plays and see who wins and and skip the whole drama of the four quarters in between. But uh, we know that it's going to be a close game with the Cab. We know they're going to be competitive. You said it. They're playing great football these last three weeks in particular. Uh, They didn't give up a point defensively Friday night. Gordonsville had a special teams touchdown. I think they gave up ten points the week before and nine the week before that. So, um, yeah, they're a tremendous football team. It jumps off the page how well coached they are, uh, and I hope we can be up for that challenge. We talk all the time uh, about your quarterback, Nick Osmond, who has uh, played and had such a very good season, continues to improve each week. When you look across the the way this week, you're going to see a really talented uh, dual-threat guy in Briz Trap. What do you guys have to do defensively? You kind of talked about their defense, but what does yours have to do this week to contain or limit such a dynamic athlete? 
He's a tremendous football player, and uh, his arm talent definitely uh, is different than than most of the quarterbacks we've seen this year. And uh, his arm talent changes in some ways uh, the angles that you have to take on defense, how you have to play defensively. Uh, and so, yeah, we've got to play assignment football. Uh, we've got to tackle better. We've got to have better discipline in our technique in the secondary. That was something that beat us probably half a dozen times Friday night against Meg to so just not play in our technique. Um, and, and, you know, as talented as he is, we can't give him anything cheap by not playing our technique or anything else. So uh, definitely uh, got to play disciplined football on that defensive side of the ball. Head coach Derek Samberstone, Memorial Panther football coach. I always appreciate a few minutes with you and, and uh, answering the tough questions and sometimes the uh, the easy ones as well. Thanks for taking a few minutes and good luck on Friday night. Appreciate it, Colin. Go Panthers. Cookville Cavalier head coach Taylor Hennigan. Coach, um, yeah, another tough one this week. Obviously a really good opponent uh, last Friday uh, against Mount Juliet on the road. Uh, just what did Mount Juliet do that, that was able to give you guys some issues last Friday night? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think obviously personnel-wise, they're just they're just a good team. They're talented, um, bigger uh, up front than probably most of the teams that we've played. Um, not a whole lot of weaknesses. You know, quarterback strong, good running backs, good line. Um, receiver, maybe not the strong point of their team right now, but uh, I th- honestly, I thought we played much better um, in a lot of areas. Now, there's still a lot of areas that we didn't, but defensively, we were a little more aggressive and were able to get them off schedule. But it's still, it's still kind of the same, you know, just stuff that we need to do better. It's not as much about other teams, so... Uh, you know, tackling and angles and, and some things like that. But um, a lot of positives from, from a game where we, you know, we had a chance to to really get back in it and didn't capitalize late in the second quarter, and, and that was kind of the turning point. We're about halfway through the season now. It's, it's kind of crazy to think of it that way, but how do you feel about where your team is at halfway through uh, here entering, I believe, it's what, week six? Yeah, crazy. We're halfway through. Um, we've got two home games left, which is just feels like we just started. So, um, you know, you take it week by week. I think our personnel has changed. We've got different guys in the mix um, at a lot of positions. Uh, we've got some guys that, that are injured, so we've got some young guys stepping up. And, um, you know, overall, we've been competitive, I think, you know, even last week I felt competitive. Um, like I said, you know, right before halftime we had a chance to make it a seven-point game and we don't score after having first and goal. Um, and they they kick a field goal right before half. So instead of it being 21-14, it's 24-7. Um, so that game I think is not real indicative of, of us having a chance to win. As bad as we played against Lebanon, you know, we're, we're in a position to cut it to, I think, 10 or, or 14 late, you know, late in the game or, or late in the third quarter. Um, and so we've been competitive in, in most of our games and won some, some big games. So, um, you know, we're kind of right where, where I thought we would be. If we play well, we're going to have a chance to win against some teams that maybe are a little bit better than us. Um, and if we don't play well, then, then we're not going to beat some teams that are pretty close to us. Every coach will obviously tell you the classic, you know, it's the next man up mentality. Everybody's got to be ready to play at any given time. But you can say that, but then when the time comes, uh, are guys ready to step up? How proud are you of some of your young guys who've had to step into some critical roles due to 
uh, injuries or, or guys having to miss time? Yeah, um, you know, you, like you said, you talk about it every year. You talk about it every off season or even every week, and you talk about be ready when your number's called and be ready when you know you're one play away from either being the starter or you're one play away from being a key backup. Um, and then it happens, and guys are either ready to go or they're not. You know, so a lot of that obviously is is my job is to get those guys ready. But um, very proud. I mean, we've had some freshmen step up. Um, we've had some young sophomores that haven't played a lot, uh, and even some some older guys that you know may not early in the year have had a real significant role um, that have kind of stepped into more of a of a primary role. So um, we've we've got a lot of you know, depth is kind of one of the things that we felt like we've had, um, specifically at the skill positions, and um, some guys have stepped up, so it's been good to see. This week, obviously, you turn the page and you, and you take on a, a very familiar foe, a name a lot of people across the region know in, in Warren County. How do you prepare for the Pioneers? What do you guys have to do uh, to pick up a, a W after dropping the last couple? Yeah, we need to get back to, you know, obviously playing at home and winning winning at home, playing well. Um, this is one of those games where there's kind of two sides of the coin. There's the football, you know, the on-field football part of it, which is um, they're going to be excited to play us. Uh, I think our kids are going to be excited, obviously, to play this game. Um, but we can't underestimate them. You know, I know that coaching staff does a really good job. Um, and they're always big, and they're always tough, uh, and they've got some guys that can that can hurt you with the ball. So we can't underestimate them, maybe because of their record, and, and look into that a whole lot. Um, and then there's the the uh, scheme stuff that they do, the wing tee mixed with some of the spread stuff, um, defensively doing a little bit different stuff than what they were doing last year. So they present some challenges for our defense with the wing tee concept. It's always difficult to defend. Um, and then there's the off the field stuff, which is just the homecoming part of it, um, the the local rivalry part of it. So we've got to handle our business and um, you know make sure that that we're focused on playing a game against a team that I think will be prepared to play us. So if we do that, I like our chances to to be competitive. You started to allude to it there, uh, Coach. And again, it may be the toughest question I ask any coach at a, at the high school level because they are high school kids. But how in the world do you get the kids to kind of focus up with all of the outside noise that is homecoming, that is Warren County, Cookville, because it's a rivalry across sports, baseball, basketball. Uh, how do you get 15, 16, 17-year-old kids to, to focus up and, and go out there and play to their best? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, the first thing I told them is our job, uh, homecoming, is to win the game. That's that's our contribution to homecoming. Um, the other stuff is for the school, for the community to enjoy the parade and the floats and all that stuff is not really anything to do with us. So it's easier said than done, but we got to focus on, you know, the game itself. And we got – like I said, we got parade and pep rally, and you got all kinds of stuff that goes on. I kind of tried to cancel homecoming last year, and uh, not really, but uh, I think every coach would like to do away with homecoming. Um, but like I said, just focus on the game, and, and that makes everything better. You win the game, and homecoming is more enjoyable for sure. 